The But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if this is your first time listening, I'm so glad that you are joining me. Before we dive into the episode, I want to talk about a few things uh, that are inspiring me lately. The first is Coach Christy Campbell and I, she was on a few episodes ago, just completed our fourth yoga for athletes training at Yoga Home, and it was so inspiring. There was a great group of athletes, and I just felt this strong connection to the community. Christy and I both did our long runs. We're training for a marathon, different marathons, and it just felt so authentic to be with this group of people, whatever their goals, individual goals would be. And we always have amazing community organizations donate raffle prizes, gifts for our swag bag. And this year we were able to have Lululemon donate a pair of running shorts for each participant. So it was really cool. And besides the knowledge on form, posture, that we really instilled as our theme of this workshop. Um, I hope everyone was able to leave with something more. So the Yoga for Athletes workshop was such a success, and I'm already excited to be doing it again next year. Another thing that kind of came across my plate is that this week, it might be, la- it might be last week, but this is the week that people tend to drop their New Year's resolutions completely. So my first episode on But First Stretch was talking about resolutions. And whether you are someone that hates them, loves them, it's a great episode for you because it does focus more on goal setting and knowing that we can start each day, each week, each month, whatever it might be, with a different goal to get us closer to what we want from our life. So I know I shared with you on that episode that I really struggle with the commitment of writing down something that I'm grateful for every single day. I said like the gratitude jar or journal is something that's really hard for me. And I was actually gifted a gratitude jar a little bit after I recorded the episode. And I decided, I was like, you know what, why not? I'll give it a try this year. And I cut up a whole bunch of paper so I could have it on the ready, which is another thing, like setting yourself up for success. And what I love about this is that I don't do it every day. I do it as soon as something inspires me. I'm like, this moment I want to remember at the end of the year. In fact, two days ago, I took an amazing hot shower and I was in there for a little longer than I normally am. And... That's what I put in my on my little slip of paper in the jar. I said, I am so grateful for this hot shower. It could even be something like, I'm so grateful for being able to run 18 miles physically. So there are, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue it through the year, but I do want to say I kind of threw that 
on last minute. I also have it in a place where I can see it most days and I think that plays a big part in it. Like I'm rarely ever in my bedroom and if I kept the journal or the jar there, I probably wouldn't be as successful of doing it. And I also set a realistic expectation for myself. I knew that I would not be able to commit to it every single day, but I set myself up for success by cutting the paper so that I could cut myself some slack if I didn't do it every single day. Um, So I wanted to talk about that. And the other kind of connection with this resolutions is I hope this episode really inspires you a little bit. Um, The purpose of this podcast is to really open conversation with different people uh, about things in their life. And this episode may or may not resonate with every single person, but the themes of the episode do. And I'm always hoping to learn a little bit more about somebody every time I record an episode. So this episode is really special to me. Um, Our guest is Elise LaChapelle, owner of the Fit for Mom, Conshohocken, Chestnut Hill, King of Prussia franchise. Elise is a former marketing professional who decided to turn her passion for fitness into a job when she had kids. She's also a certified spin instructor. Elise is not only my friend, but she's also my boss. Elise and her older daughter came to my Baby and Me yoga class like right when Brayden was starting to phase out of it. And I would say she is one of the reasons this area is so great with families with young kids. Like what she has done for our community is so important. And that's why this episode is more about, I would say, like finding your community, your tribe, your village. It might not be the Fit for Mom community if you don't have kids, if you're not a mom, um, but also to take risks and make finding that community happen. And I'll talk about that a little bit at the end and how the Fit for Mom village ended up becoming a community that's really important to me. She also dives into owning a business. Um, You know, I think all of us have that like work play balance. Like how do we make sure that we are giving our best both in our business and at home with the kids. So she's going to tap into that a little bit as well. And I think just like trying something new is really important. So my meditation at the end is going to be about um, building connection And I'm really excited to share that meditation with you. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Elise. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get first into fitness and then owning the Fit for Mom franchise? Um, so I am originally from this area. I grew up in Wynwood, and uh, my background is actually in marketing. Um, I worked for a couple different ad agencies, a couple different clients over the years, and in 2015, I think it was, I became a certified spin instructor. And so fitness has always been a passion of mine. I was a rower in college um, and high school as well. So it's a passion that I've carried with me over the years Um, and then uh, once I had kids and I was no longer working in advertising it was something that I really wanted to make my job Um, so 
coming to own the Fit for Mom franchise just kind of fell into my lap. Uh, they were selling the franchise while I was pregnant with my second child, and I just kind of made the off-the-cuff decision to buy the business, um, and here we are. That is awesome. So what has been the most rewarding part of your job owning the Fit for Mom franchise? Um, I think bringing in new moms is the most rewarding part um, because when somebody who isn't really sure that this is for them and isn't really sure what to expect comes to their first class and has an amazing time, meets other moms, gets a good workout in, figures out a way to get out of the house and do something with their baby. It's really great to see moms just join in, jump right in, become a part of our community, um, and then often stay for years um, as their kids get older. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're definitely going to talk a little bit about what Fit for Mom is and how it's kind of different than other Mommy and Me classes. So what is also the most challenging part of owning the Fit for Mom franchise? I think just owning a business and having two little kids at home. Um, my kids are very close in age. My oldest is two and my youngest is nine months. So just the day-to-day -day aspects of running the business from promoting it to doing some of the administrative stuff um, and juggling that as well as being home with my kids um, can be very challenging, but it all works at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think a lot, I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Like, working, juggling kids, getting everyone out the door. That's, that's tough stuff. It is. And then you're also paying people, making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let's dive into the workout portion. Um, what is Fit for Mom for those who don't know? So Fit for Mom is the nation's leading provider of pre and postnatal fitness. So we offer classes for pregnant moms, our Fit for Baby program. We offer classes, Mommy and Me classes. So that's kind of our bread and butter offering, our stroller strides, our stroller bar, our strides 360 classes. Those are the classes where moms can bring their baby in the stroller and get a workout in. And then we also offer uh, the Body Back Transformation program for moms who are a little bit further postpartum and are looking to do something for themselves and kind of take charge of their health and wellness. So we really offer something for moms of every stage of motherhood and it's really uh, a great community. Um, and we also, in addition to our classes, we do a lot of activities for the moms and the kids as well. So during class, uh, during our stroller classes, we incorporate songs and games into the class to keep the kids entertained. We do craft projects after class. We plan outings for the kids. And we plan outings for the moms as well, uh, a monthly mom's night out. So beyond just a workout, it's really a community. Um, we call it our village. And it's what really makes us different from a lot of other fitness programs. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that the fitness portion is really important. But then when you have the building community, the activities, I think it can really make women, whether they're first-time moms, second-time, third-time moms, feel part of something greater. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the most important part for our members. Um, even more important than the workout aspect of it is that community that they find. Uh, what suggestions do you have for people first starting out at Fit for Mom? Just jump in. Just join us. 
It doesn't matter if you were a fitness fiend before you had kids. It doesn't matter if you have never been to a fitness class in your life. This is for everybody. And you don't have to worry about classes being too hard. Um, you can always scale up if you want more of a challenge. You can scale down if you're more of a beginner. We're really here for everybody. And we're here for moms who just want a reason to get out of the house. And we're here for moms who are looking for an awesome workout and everything in between. And we're just a really down to earth, welcoming, friendly group of moms who are always happy to have somebody new join. And it's really great for the kids because the kids end up growing up together and forming friendships with kids that they meet in stroller strides. And it's just a really beautiful thing to see not only for the moms, but for the kids as well. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I know that my son even likes like when they're at the parks to play with the kids afterwards. He has so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really great, especially when we're holding classes outdoors and we have a playground at our disposal. It's just a very natural progression of having class and then letting all the kids out of their strollers <laughs> and they all just go play on the playground together. Um, and then the moms get a chance to chat in an informal, you know, relaxed environment. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, so you offer classes outdoors at like different parks, um, but in the winter, where do you host them? So right now we're using a couple different Parks and Rec indoor spaces. Um, I will say that it's probably a lot more fun for the moms and the kids when we can be outdoors. Uh, unfortunately, where we live, that's not always possible, <laughs> um, but we'll be back outdoors soon enough. And we do still do all the little craft projects and activities for the kids after class. So we try to make it fun for them. Um, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do about being in the Philadelphia area in the winter. Um, but it's still the same workout. And I think the moms really value that. Yeah. And I think even like getting the kids out and doing the crafts, like out of the house can be super nice. Like the cookie decorating at Cedar Grove was like perfect. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of yeah. natural. Yeah. Um, and the kids end up really looking forward to it. And it's a nice way to get out when in the winter, sometimes it's harder to get out of the house. And it just gives moms somewhere to go and something to do and other adults to talk to. And I think that that's huge um, during what can be a very isolating time when you're home with your kids. And like I said, it gives those moms a community and what that does for their mental and social health mm -hmm. can really be huge. Yeah. And it's, it's adorable. Like you said how sometimes in the class, like the instructors build like games and songs and stuff. My son like sings those songs now. I love that. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, what's your favorite song? He's like, Party Freeze Dance. Love. Yes, that's a good one. That's but he's like doing squats one. to it. And I'm like, oh, good Of course job. he is. No, my, my daughter yells at me to do high knees yeah. just at random times. <laughs> and she, uh, she runs laps with her toy stroller around our kitchen island. Gosh, that's uh, so cute. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun to see the kids get into it. Um, they really do watch us. Mm -hmm. uh, I think more than we realize. And it's also a great example that we set for them that fitness is not something you do because you're fat or think you're fat. It's not something that's drudgery or that's a chore. It's something that we go to and we play with our friends. And it's 
social and it's fun. And when kids see that example, they imitate it. And it's a really, really cool thing to see. I love that. Um, can we talk about your favorite fit for mom class to teach? Oh man. Um, I'll go with stroller strides. Um, just because that was the first one I ever taught. Um, so it's the one I've taught the most and it is a lot of fun coming up with different ways to incorporate songs and games for the kids. Um, you know, having the moms do an exercise to a certain song, uh, I think my favorite is having the moms do wall squats while facing their kids and doing the motions to Itsy Bitsy Spider at the same time. Aww. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's actually pretty impressive to watch that they can do both at the same time. But uh, I think that speaks to uh, our, all of our moms' ability to multitask. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what's your favorite fit for mom class to take? Oh, that's really hard. I love all of them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I can pick a favorite. Uh, every time I take a class, I'm like, that was a great class. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think at this point I've taken them all, uh, except Fit for Baby. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, I can't pick a favorite. They're all different, um, mm-hmm. and they, they all complement each other, and I really, I really love all of our classes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Tell me more about the Fit for Mom community. I know that's really an important part, I think, of the franchise itself and one of the reasons why this company is a franchise because it needs to work at the local level. Um, Even though there's, like, I guess rules you have to follow, the format is pretty similar if you were to travel state to state. Um, But what do you do to build bridges in the community at large? So we get involved where we can with different charity projects. this past a uh, couple months ago, you were involved in that as well, um, doing a diaper drive mm-hmm. for the Colonial Neighborhood Council. And I think a lot of our moms weren't really aware of what a need there was um, for diapers at uh, places like the Colonial Neighborhood Council. And it really opened a lot of people's eyes. Um, everybody thinks to donate clothes, donate canned goods. Um, I know those are popular items, but I think it hadn't really occurred to a lot of people uh, what a need there was for diapers. And it was really great to see the moms get involved in that. Um, And we also do a lot of work uh, with the local nonprofit Beats for Bella. Um, They raise awareness and funds for hypoplastic left heart syndrome, uh, which is a condition that has actually affected a couple of families within our Fit for Mom village. So... It's a cause that means a lot to us, and it's been really great to form a relationship with Beats for Bella and support the work that they're doing. Um, And they've grown a lot, and they're doing really tremendous work in the community, so it's been great to be a part of that as well. Yeah, I think um, one of the things about like the diapers that I learned in the last year is that some people, if they are... Like gifted diapers they only are gifted enough for like one or two a day and you think about how many times you change a diaper if you're a parent or a babysitter you know this oh yeah <laughs> it's all the time and like a lot of times they won't change their kids diapers unless they've you know pooped and if it's pee they just keep it on and that causes a lot of problems for the kids like health issues um so it's super sad so if you're ever able to donate something i highly suggest the diapers and i love it 
Fit for Mom does do stuff for Beats for Bella because it is such an important local charity and the fact that a lot of the kids are in school with people who've been affected um, really I think shows the strength of the women in the community by taking a stand and working together to you know solve this and help people that need it. Yeah absolutely. Um, It's been really great to build that bridge with them um, and see the work that they're doing and it's it like you said it really is it's so local and mm-hmm. you know you hear about like oh you know so and so is in my kid's class and oh I saw the mom at drop off today and she said this and it's it's really right in our backyard um, and to be involved in that and to really see how the work that we do with them directly affects what their goal is um, has been really, really rewarding. Yeah. Um, What are some things that maybe surprised you when you took over the Fit for Mom franchise? I mean, it could be the business end, it could be the people end. Was there something that you were like, oh, I didn't know this would be a duty or this was really cool? Um, I mean, just owning my own business and never having done that before, it was definitely a crash course in just kind of the, the nuts and bolts of how that works and that was kind of a cool education to get on the fly (laughs) um you know definitely uh definitely learned a lot as I went um I'm I'm pretty well versed in Pennsylvania tax law now oh my gosh um so that's fun (laughs) um but you know just to get to know this community of moms better and hear about you know, what they want and observe what works and what doesn't. Um, it's just a constant learning process and, and always will be, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's what I've, what I've gotten out of it so far. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been an education, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So this is the first time you're doing taxes for your business, right? Yeah, Ooh. just finished. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it went okay. Um, I think there was only one or two frantic calls to uh, the State Department, so uh, that that was pretty solid. <laughs> um, what did you do prior to owning Fit for Mom? And do you think that like your job before um, owning this business helped you when you took on this challenge? I definitely do. Um, Not just the fitness background, but having worked in marketing for as long as I did um, and being pretty well versed in digital, um, which was my primary focus when I worked in marketing. So coming into this business with an understanding of email marketing and social media and website design and that kind of thing definitely set me up um, to kind of hit the ground running. And I think that it's been a really valuable skill set to have because I do all the marketing myself. So um, just kind of knowing how to do all of that already was definitely an asset. So do you maintain the website? I do. Um, it's uh, all Fit for Mom franchises have the same um, content management system. So there's not a whole lot of wiggle room, but I do maintain all the information that's on there. And I have some wiggle room in terms of what I can do with 
graphics and things like that. Um, but it's, uh, it's fairly cookie cutter. Um, mm -hmm. so that actually makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, what are the next steps for you as a business owner? Like now that you've been doing this for, we're coming towards a year, what are maybe some of the next steps you see in the year or years to come? Well, right now, I think our biggest goal is to just expand our community. Um, and I think that bringing back our prenatal fitness program, Fit for Baby, has been a big part of that. Um, we want to be a part of every mom's journey as a mom. And that starts in pregnancy and goes through when her kid is an infant, when her kid is a toddler, and really, you know, right up through the rest of her kids lives um, we we want to be a part of it for for all of that journey um, so it's really just about spreading the word about what we do and bringing new moms into our community wherever we can yeah and I I really think that I mean I've only been a part of this for a few months but I think it's really impressive to see how many different women have been impacted like when you look at the village um, you do a lot of stuff on Facebook um, but it's really cool how even if you're not on Facebook there's like I feel like everyone's always in the loop like there's a lot of women who know when to show up for the play date know when to show up for the mom's night out and they're not on social media and I think that's really important too to reach all women yeah absolutely um, and I think we have a really great core group of moms who this is their outlet and this is their community. And even if they can't make it to class all the time, they're just as much a part of it as anybody else. And they're, they know that this community is always here for them, you know, no matter how long it's been. Yeah. What, and if you could give anyone advice, like anyone who's looking at starting their own business or taking on a franchise, what pieces of advice would you give somebody? Just constantly have your eyes open. Always be learning. Always be observing. Always be ready to admit that something's not working and needs to change. And just always, always be nimble. Always be willing to pivot away from something that's not working, always be willing to try something new, listen to people, listen to what they want and what their suggestions are, and just know that no decision that you make is ever set in stone. Um, you can always change, you can always grow, you can always go back and fix something that's broken and just always, always be learning. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel that whenever you, and this is just from other people, whenever you start that business, there's so many different elements that you have to consider. Like you're doing taxes, you're doing the media, you're trying to reach different people, you're making sure that the instructors are getting paid. Like that's a, that's a lot of things to do and also raise two children at home. Write everything down. That's my other piece of advice. <laughs> because you will forget things. So as soon as you think of something, just write it down. You'll get to it later, but just write it down. Um, I have a running list of reminders in my phone at all times. Um, and, you know, however many of those I can get through in a day, you know, I do my best. But at least the list is there and I know I didn't forget anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's a lot to it's a lot to remember, especially when you're kind of in that first that first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your own life right now. I always ask my three questions at the end, um, but what stretches are you doing in your own life? So um, as you know, um, I'm also a freelance writer, um, which is something that most people may or may not know. Um, but I, I do write when I can, um, which these days isn't all that often, but I published a piece recently about, um, some of my own struggles with mom guilt early on with my kids. And it really resonated with a lot of people in a way that I didn't anticipate. Um, and it was, it wasn't easy to be that honest, but it really paid off and, that, that stretch, um, to use your word, mm-hmm. uh, definitely was, was something, was a leap that I was a little apprehensive about taking, but I'm ultimately so glad I did because putting my own story out there seemed to help a lot of people, um, and let people know that they're not alone in some of these struggles. And that really made whatever apprehension I had completely worth it. Yeah, we were talking like before recording of how like sometimes when you post something about being a parent, there's always opinions like from all sides. And Elise was so lucky that everyone reached out to her like, this is amazing. I do this. This was so helpful. But it's because like you spoke from personal experience. You spoke from the heart. And it was a very well-written piece. You should definitely check it out on her social media page. And what company did you do that through? That was through Pop Sugar. Okay. Um, so the article can probably be uh, still pretty easily found um, on the Pop Sugar family site. Um, Google my name; it'll probably come up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll put it in the show notes too because it's such a cool piece, and I think um, I think it's really good for moms to read and even have like their own reflection. Mm-hmm. Dads too. Like that's a piece that I think like. You know, we don't have to be on top of our children 24-7. They need that time and space a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can be hard to give it to them. um, But ultimately, it benefits them and it benefits us as moms to take that step back and just let our kids be. And, you know, you're you're not a bad mom if you're not in their face 24-7. and it's it can actually be kind of cool to step back and let them do their own thing and see what comes of it. Like they're they're these individuals themselves, and it's really interesting to see what they do and where they go um, without us kind of constantly holding their hand. Uh, so I I would love I would love for people to read it, and I would love to hear what they think. Yeah, I it was it was a great piece. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what is something you're doing in your life for you right now? Oh man. Um, (laughs) besides trying to get enough sleep, um, I actually recently started running again, (laughs) um, which I'm very happy about. Um, I'm going to be running the queen of Prussia 10 K with a bunch of fit for mom people this spring, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I was a runner prior to having kids. And then kind of got away from it and have recently gotten back into it. And uh, it was a bit of a struggle at first, um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying getting back into it. So uh, I'm excited to do more of it. Yeah. 
This is actually the second time we brought up Queen of Prussia in this podcast. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. everyone's really pumped for it. It's going to be awesome, you guys. Everybody should do it. Yeah, Casey Manwaring also was like, do the Queen of Prussia. It's really fun. Um, did you run it last year? No. You were really pregnant, right? Um, or just I was birth? newly postpartum. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't think that uh, with a one-month-old that no. running, a, running a 10K was really going to happen. But... Uh, <laughs> I remember at the time a lot of the Fit for Mom participants were doing it, and I remember seeing the pictures, and I was like, I will be there next year. I'm, I'm doing this. So, yeah. And that's how people are. came out with me, too. They were like, oh, you should run it. It's so fun. I'm like, I'm going to give birth in the next, like, week. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I think I could barely walk at that point. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm happy to be back into it and uh, really looking forward to finally running a race again. It's been a long time. That's awesome. Um, and you also were a rower, right? I was. Um, I was a rower at high, in high school um, and then in college at Fordham University. Um, and it was my life. Um, as anyone who's ever met a rower can attest, uh, it takes up a, a lot of the time and requires a lot of commitment, but it, it was my first fitness love for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a lot of good times. <laughs> well, I, um, I work with a, a local high school and I teach yoga once a week to the, the girls and they're always sore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. They're always sore. And the time that they put into that sport blows my mind. Yeah, it's um, it it definitely takes up time in a way that a lot of other sports don't, which I think takes people by surprise. And everyone, especially in high school, is always worried. Well, how are you gonna do your homework? How are you gonna study when you're putting this much time into a sport? And it kind of forces you to learn time management if you're gonna be successful at it. And I think that. I still have that. Like I haven't been in a boat in years, um, but it it really kind of kicks your butt into making time to get everything done. And that was a really valuable skill, um, which I'm very grateful for. I love that. And I think that, I, I don't know, like as someone who loves sport, as someone who's like into it, I think it's so important whether you're in a sport or, in the choir and music like getting used to that time management is probably one of the biggest takeaways from group activities that you do as a kid yeah absolutely um and i think that that time that you get in high school to figure that out and to be a part of a team and to learn those skills of prioritizing and time management that's just invaluable and my kids are really young, but I'm so excited for them to participate in sports as they get older. And I just, I cannot wait to be on the sidelines of <laughs> youth soccer and <laughs> all of that, like whatever, whatever they end up participating in. Um, I think that like as a mom, that's something I'm so, so excited for. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can't wait for that. That's awesome. So when do you find time to run like when do you run right now that you're starting your training at the crack of dawn <laughs> um, that's really that's really all I've got um 
but I actually kind of like it. You know, you, you wake up early, you get it done, you're up, you're energized. Mm -hmm. It gives me time to shower before my kids wake up. Um, so that, that's actually been great. Um, I know people, a lot of people think the early mornings are kind of nutty, but, uh, I, I love it. Um, and that's actually, uh, definitely a holdover from my rowing days as well because there were a lot of early mornings there too so um I'm I'm also grateful for uh the ability to hear my alarm and just get up Mm -hmm. that uh rowing gave me yeah I remember some of my friends in college would row and they would be up at 6 a.m and like run the mile to the boathouse yeah, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like I'm an early person, but in college, I was like, what? Six yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> people thought we were nuts, and we probably were, um, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> that's awesome. I think it's great. And what is something you can't stop talking about? Um, wow. Um, what did I last watch on Netflix? Uh, Netflix Cheer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I saw it and hadn't watched it, heard a million people talking about it, and I figured I would check it out, and I really enjoyed it, which I didn't know that I would, and I got really, really into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. What's, what's it about? What's it about? So it's about this tiny little college, uh, junior college in Texas that has this phenomenal cheerleading program that's won like multiple national championships. So it just tracks all of the kids on the team and their sort of journey toward the national championship of that particular year. And it's just riveting. (laughs) It's fantastic. Is it, is it like a, almost a documentary style? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. And, and they go into like the kids backstories and what kind of brought them to the school and they get really into the coach and her whole like style and how close this team is and how they've really become like a family. And it just, it was fantastic. I got so into it. It was great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I, I love shows like that. I definitely yeah. will yeah. be putting that on my queue. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Elise. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. It was so amazing to chat with Elise today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. It was refreshing to hear how she plans to expand her business for her family and her community. I know that I'm personally honored to work for her. The women and kids who attend classes have really invited me in. I was really nervous when I started teaching at the Fit for Mom classes. Um, To be honest, after having Brayden, There was a little bit of isolation, I would say, in my life. I didn't really know where this new role of being a mom kind of fit in. And when I had Kaylin, I knew that I needed to strengthen the ties with the people around me. And I think what's really nice about this is whether you do work from home, are a working mom outside the home, or a stay-at-home mom, you can attend all of these classes. And... I think that's really important and Elise did a nice job of explaining how it goes through all stages of motherhood and I found that for me it's been really nice to meet other women who like my kids are going to go to school with their kids eventually in fact 
Brayden does go to school and some of the women I see it pick up and drop off. So it's so nice to start to build that connection with these women early on. I'm also thinking how amazing it is for Brayden because he's going to be going to school with them and it's like his his like family is expanded, which I think is really cool. Um, I know that I was really nervous for a few reasons to take the classes and the number one reason I feel like is like what if my kid screams the whole time in the stroller and to ease anyone's pain that definitely happened to me when I was teaching class on Friday. Um, Kaylin had an ear infection and again it was like a week long like issue. She was miserable for a week and she cried the whole time. The other moms were trying to cheer up too and it just made me feel so nice that I do have people in my corner supporting me. And I recently went on a play date with some of the families. It was nice to meet their spouses. We had a mom's night out. I learned how to knit. I'm not really good at it, but again, if we're stretching our mind, body, and soul, there's my example. And I did plan a Valentine's theme stroller bar class with a craft afterwards, which is something that I love doing those kind of things. So it was really awesome to talk to Elise about what she does and how she took this risk. And I'm hoping that whether this is your community or not, ever or yet, I'm hoping that maybe you find a little inspiration to expand your community as well. So I'm going to lead this meditation for you. And our purpose here is to develop a deeper sense of connection both in the present moment and to those around you. I like this too because it taps into that kind of tapering off of the New Year's resolution goals because I hope that this meditation will help you tap into your goals. Maybe give yourself some space to set new ones or invite the ones you set at the beginning of the year back in. And some of this meditation, this like inspiration for the meditation can actually be found at mindful.org and I just thought some of the the way they described um, how we're connected was so beautiful that I wanted to include some of their language in this meditation. So come to a comfortable seat on the floor or a chair. If you are on a chair, make sure your feet are making contact with the floor. Take a few moments to settle here bringing your awareness to your breath. Just notice the breath and continue to breathe how you would naturally. There's no need to force your breath. Relax your jaw and any muscles in your face. Feel your hips and legs start to relax. Allow your posture to grow upward. The spine's going to extend towards the sky, but you feel rooted to your seat.
Begin to feel where your body connects to the floor. You are in a safe space as the earth supports you here. Feel how the earth is holding you up. There is nothing more you need to do. Nowhere you have to go. And no one you have to be. Just be held and supported in kindness. Letting everything else be. Bring to mind someone you would hold this way. Imagine all your loved ones held in this way, safely and with ease of body and mind. The earth holds all beings with no bias, no discrimination, no separation. Our earth holds all beings large and small. The earth itself is connected to a solar system and vast universe. We are all interconnected, our bodies in the earth, the sun and the stars are all composed of the same matter, the same basic particles, joined in different ways. Feeling into that sense of connection and interconnection, we are all made of stardust. Feeling that same sense of being home within your body and mind with a true sense of belonging and connection. Return your attention to the breath. Just breathing in and out. Feeling the grace of this universe. No isolation, no separation, feeling that sense of connection and interconnection and being at home in your being. Nothing more you need to do. 
perfectly perfect as you are. Resting in and being supported. Take a breath in and exhale out. And when you are ready, gently blink open your eyes, returning your awareness to the room. Thank you so much for listening. Please share, leave a comment, or reach out to me. I'm always looking for a conversation to better and grow our community. I left Kristen Frederick's episode last week being inspired to view racism in our nation differently. And I left this conversation with Elise with deeper desire to connect in a meaningful way with my community. So have a great day, and I'll see you next week.